Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can find Author Magazine at authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. To learn more about the PNWA, go to pnwa.org. Ah, good guest. Lynn Galadner, she's uh, got her first novel out, but she's written a bunch of nonfiction books and poetry. She's a writing coach, marketing, journalism. She has led such an interesting life, and we had, of course, an interesting conversation because of it. She, uh, uh, well, as I said, she writes emotional novels with compelling Jewish characters who are determined to fill their lives with passion, purpose, and love. Her first novel, Woman of Valor, joins a body of work that includes two poetry collections and six non-fiction books, including Hide and Seek, Jewish Women, and Hair Covering, and The Flavors of Faith, Holy Breads. Lynn is a writing coach, marketing entrepreneur, and host of the Make Meaning podcast, and her creative nonfiction has been published around the world. And like I said, oh, we had a great conversation about marketing. Actually, a really good, some great stuff she said about marketing. For those of you who think you hate it, uh, you'll want to tune in. And just about writing and meaning and life. Yeah, you know, the kind of conversations we have here. So, I am so glad I get to share that conversation with you now. Enjoy. All right, we've got a newly minted novelist, not author, but novelist, Lynn Galadner. Lynn, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I so I made that distinction because you've written a lot of books, published yeah. a lot of books. This is your first novel. Uh, before we get to all that you've done, how do you feel venturing into this newest terrain? So it's a thrill. Um, I'm really proud of the book. I think it's a great book and the response I'm getting is wonderful. It's, it's really encouraging and supportive. Um, I will say that this is the first book out of nine that I've had published that I really care about making money. And so it's more like a business venture than <laughs> just writing a book, you know? And so that's a really interesting and new world for me. Oh, so this one, you love the book and you decided nine books in, I would like to make some money off of this thing. Yes, yes, yes. if oh. I can, you know, so I'm trying. All right. You know, I think you. I, I was once talking to a woman, she was actually my agent at the time, but she was also a writer and she was like, yeah, but you know, making a living as a writer, which is a tough thing for an agent to say, but she was, she was like, I was like, well, have you ever considered the possibility that you can? And she was like, well, no. I was like, well, you you might want to consider it yeah, yeah. and it might happen. So I applaud you in, in, in wanting, in picturing that, you know, you gotta, you gotta want it or it's not going to maybe not happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, but you've been doing, a, you, you're busy and you've led a busy, interesting life. You've done a lot of different stuff. You, you're, you're a book person all your life, right? I mean, writing and books, that was always a thing, I assume. Yes. Always a thing. Yep. My first book was my master's thesis for my MFA in writing. Um, it was a collection of poems. And it was published by a publisher in time for my graduation. So wow. I did graduation with a box of books. That was really good. Whoa, you felt like I'd done it. I'd arrived. Yes. But I mean, even before that, I picture a girl in her bedroom surrounded by stuffed animals and reading at night. Am I seeing the right thing? 
You are. That's me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have been reading and writing, uh, writing since I was six, reading my yeah. whole life. And um, yeah, like I remember I took like, you know, huge, thick books to summer camp and like was on the bunk reading. And, you know, even though I, I did a lot of active things too, but I've always been reading. I've always wanted to write books. I've always written stories and poems and things. Um, it's really part of my DNA. And you so, but, but your first book is a collection of poems. Yes. It's a poetry collection. And so when you were getting your MFA, were you focused just on poetry or were you doing it all? I was. So I went to college at the University of Michigan for journalism and had a minor in English. And um, so I really focused on how do I write for my life. And so I started my career as a journalist in New York and then was in Washington, D.C. And so I was doing that kind of writing, you know, research, reporting, interviewing, um, being published all the time. So that was something that I, I always knew. And actually, I had done that in college, both uh, right. for the local newspaper and the Michigan Daily. Wow. High school, for yeah. the high school paper and the local paper. Like, I've always wow. been writing. But um, when I went to grad school, I decided I wasn't going to go for creative nonfiction. I wanted to do poetry. And um, it was after, when I moved to New York, I was invited by a woman who's about 10 years older than me, also from Michigan, who lived in New York. And she, she hosted a writer's workshop in her Greenwich Village apartment every Tuesday night. And she invited me to come. And it just sparked that interest. And I felt like for the longest time, I felt like poems and articles were manageable sizes of writing that I could do. You know, I was impatient and I just wanted to get it done. Right. And so poetry, I mean, I, I think they, they informed each other. Like, <clears throat> you know, I would do um, research and reporting for articles. And so a lot of that detail and that um, specific, precise information would show up in poems. But then the poems taught me to be more lyrical and literary. And so that sort of infused my reporting too. Um, but I always, always wanted to write fiction and just didn't know how to go about it. It's, I was a little, a little afraid of it, I think, for a long time. Yeah. And I, the first novel I wrote was in the year 2000, but that one still sits in a drawer. Yeah. With all the feedback from all the people who read it and said, it's good, but, you know, um, so this novel is the second one that I've written, but the first to be published. And oh, only the second. Often there's a third, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sometimes like that is not an unusual pattern. And right. then finally you sort of, but you say, okay, so you wrote one 20 years later, uh, you give it or 20 plus years later, maybe you give it another shot, but you, but you, you wrote other books. So you were writing nonfiction yeah. books. So you, you, you yeah. built up a little endurance. You got yep. your, you went from a sprinter to maybe a middle distance runner anyway. Yep. yep. I had two poetry collections. So that first one at grad school and then another one. And then I did six nonfiction books over the years, um, just topics that I was curious about and wanted to dig into. And the novel was just something that sort of like was just beyond my grasp for the longest time. And, but I did start writing this one in 2011. I just didn't oh. really get it done until now. <laughs> Do you think you didn't get it done because you didn't really understand what it wanted to be? Like you didn't know, like you didn't know how to let it be finished. What, what, what took, what took it so, what took this book so long? Yeah. So in 2011, I wrote 60 pages and, and like just in a shot, you know, oh, cool. yeah. And then I just didn't know where it was going and mm. I didn't have the skills to, to plan it out. And so I'd always been, you know, what they call a pantser. I just sort of sure. sat down and wrote, which is fine for a poem, <laughs> but not necessarily for a fiction novel. And um, 
So I put it aside because I just didn't know where the story was going. Yeah. And when I came back to it 10 years later in 2021, I had to think through the whole story. And, you know, I just, I had that maturity. I'd written so much more since then. And, um, and even then, because I didn't plan it out, it needed several drafts before it really got its footing. So my next novel, which is hopefully coming out next year, um, which is done, that one I plotted. I spent a whole month plotting because Woman of Valor taught me that's what's needed. So wow. So I should point out to our listeners, there are, I know, a, I know pantsers who pants their whole way through novels. It can be done. It can yeah. be done. But I will say it is important you know which you are. Because if you, if you need this plot, my wife's a writer too. She wrote, she published a children's book, 5,000 words. She plotted that out, all 5,000, yeah. you know. So, and I, I can't plot. I just go, even yeah. no matter what it is. But, but you recognized it. I need it. I need that. I need to have the map before yeah. I start driving. And you can convert. I converted from being a pantser to a plotter. I will so, not be converted. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's possible. I'm oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no doubt. In fact, because a lot of times people don't know. You know, right. they just, they have to find. So good for you. You found it. Yeah. Uh, but this book had a, the has an unusual, well, I don't know, unusual. It's a, a particular premise in that our protagonist is part of an Orthodox Jewish community. And, but she's got complications. Um did, did, was that the premise that drew you to it first or was there something else that drew it to you, drew you to yeah. it? Yeah, that was something. So when I first wrote it, um, she was a really whiny character who didn't really like her life. You know, which <laughs> I why I sort of stalled because I'm like, oh, I don't like her very much, you know. Right. Um, also, there's so many stories in the world about people who are religious and they don't like it. And I thought, you know, I am Jewish. I'm very proud to be Jewish. I'm not Orthodox, but I didn't want to write a disparaging story about people who are religious. And so when I came back to it, I made a conscious decision to create a character who, who made that choice and loves her life. But there are challenges that, that call it into question and does she have the endurance to keep going? And so I wanted her to have happiness in being religious. I wanted her to have a great marriage, you know, not the stereotypical type of marriage. And um, so, yeah, so I that that really helped me to like writing it because I wanted to see somebody who made choices for her life that were empowering and strong. She could be a strong woman, but still want to be religious. And I wanted to defy those, those stereotypes that are out there. Did you find it hard to do? Because there's a lot within all, all Orthodox religions across the spectrum can get a little patriarchal, can get a little, you know, top down. I've known a lot of women who have tried to kind of flee it, you know, doesn't have to go that way, obviously. And so I would think there would be some challenges within the structure of that to find that independence and strength, seems to me, but maybe not. Maybe it was easy for you. Yeah, no, and it's in the book too, because there are times when the gender uh, divides definitely rear their ugly heads and yeah. she has to contend with it. Um, you know, I wanted to be honest, but I also wanted a character who <clears throat> thought for herself and had the courage to be strong, even in the face of a community where maybe that wasn't encouraged. And yeah. so, yes, she loses some friends. She decides at a certain point, you know, she realizes, can I be in this community? Like, is this something I can do um, if I'm going to be true to myself? But she doesn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. She wants to be religious, but she wants to find a place where all of the parts of her can can reside. And so um, that that's one of her journeys in the book. Such a good story for writers, because as writers, I, I just think when you sit, 
when you sit down to the page, you kind of have to give up your idea of what anything should be. You have to really follow your heart, but you really have to follow it. You can't, or else I don't think it works. And I think it's a great challenge for all of us to allow ourselves to be what we are. And it usually conflicts a little with our community, usually somewhat. I think it's almost all of us. Maybe you went through some of that yourself in your life. Yeah, well, you know, I did spend 10 years in the Orthodox world and I left it um, and and I still wanted to write about it. So I was really writing a, a different outcome than what I lived. Right. Um, I, but there, I do have some great memories. I mean, there, there are some very beautiful things to living that way. It just in the end, it, it wasn't really me. And so so I wanted to show that beauty, but also be honest about the flaws, because let's face it, every community has flaws, whether you're religious right. or not. Right. And when you belong to something, there's a sense of fitting in, um, fitting the mold you know, what others' expectations are. And I'm a pretty rebellious person by nature. So I don't like being told what to do or how to live. So, you know. That's going to be um, a problem. Yeah. I think, I think my main character, Sally, is probably in the same vein. So, you know, just how do you how do you belong somewhere, but also be independent? I think that's a, an existential question that so I, many of us can deal with. I think we are all dealing with it. I think we are all dealing with it because you know, what works for you don't work for me. So who is it who gets to tell the other one how they need to live? I don't, I got kids. I don't know what they should do. <laughs> I think I do, but eh, they have other ideas. So, so you've let it, so you've got, so your writing has had this interesting trajectory from journalist to, but I thought it was interesting. What I think of is the opposite of journalism, which is poetry, but no, no, you, you found a connection between the two. I thought that was fascinating. The nonfiction books, but just professionally, you were doing a lot of different stuff too. You did the journalism. Yeah. You were in marketing. Yeah. 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 For a while, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. So, and I still sort of am. So I, I was a journalist for 15 years and as the economy was changing and a lot of magazines and newspapers were shutting down, I, I was also getting divorced. I had three kids who were um, two, four and six. And Oy. Uh, yeah. Oy. And I, <laughs> and I had a, an ex-husband who's a musician. So like do the math. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so I had to like face, you know, how am I like, if I'm not going to sort of support my family by being a journalist, what am I going to do? Right. And so I used those skills and created a company um, that was doing marketing and public relations. And, but I took a real storytelling approach to it. It wasn't your standard marketing and PR. It was very much from a story um, and relationship focus. Mm. And it's been super successful. It's been um, 17 years now. and. Nice. I did that, you know, even while I was writing some of these nonfiction books on the side. Um, and then about five years ago, I said, you know, listen, when am I really going to be a writer? Like, not just on the side, but like for what I do. So I started building a strategy to shift and to think you about- plotted. Like, yeah, You plotted. Yeah, I did. started plotting. because <laughs> I still had to earn some money. Right, but right. Was like, how much do I really need? And so could I let go of some clients? and then fill in the space with writing. And so I ended up, I started writing at 5 a.m. for an hour and then doing all my work. And then I, of course, don't love doing that. So I, I wanted to work to the point where I could start my day writing and then do work in the afternoon. And uh, it took a couple of years, but I, I got there. And so I, um, my the, every day, Monday through Friday, I write for three to four hours and then separate the time, you know, take a walk, go exercise, whatever. And then I do any kind of work. And also at the time, you know, I, because I have an MFA, I've, I've been teaching college English for a long time. And um, 
I started teaching more writing classes to just be in the world of writing. Yeah, yeah. So that offset the income from marketing too. So now I mostly teach writing classes, coach writers, teach them how to market and build author brands. And I have one or two marketing clients in the background for bread and butter income, you know? So, um, yeah, but it took a few years to make that shift before, you know, I could really just call myself a writer and I, I love that I can. That's awesome. And you really had a vision for it. And, you know, I, a lot of my clients will say, cause I work with clients too, and who are writers and a lot of them, they're busy and they're, oh, I can't find the time. And I always say, look, mechanically the answer is do it in the morning like it's just that's where the time always is it can be tough but but that's usually if this it's emotional usually not time wise that they can't find time but i think it's so great that you built up you had that vision and you built towards it and i would think that working taking your leadership skills your uh experience and and working with writers as opposed to just someone who sells ketchup or whatever. I mean, it's fine. They have their businesses, but where you're actually helping people do the thing you already love to do itself, it would feel more holistic and sort of integrative of the the writing that you're doing also. Is that yeah, fair? That, that was the idea. That was really why I thought about that. And the truth is I really love teaching writing. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I'm teaching adults, a lot of whom are at midlife and they, and a lot of women and, and they, they often say, I always wanted to write, but you know, yeah. there was always a voice in their head that was saying, you know, you can't make money at it, or it's a nice little hobby or whatever. And so a lot of it is changing self-belief. It's building confidence. It's um, all of those things that you need to have before you can really succeed with your writing. Because if you don't believe in it, who's going to? So that, um, you're singing my song, kiddo. You're singing my song. I The books I write on writing are just are, have nothing to do with the craft pretty much, but just because that's the whole game. If you don't have the confidence, it, you know, if you lose sight of your confidence, it doesn't yeah. matter. If you think you're no good, it doesn't matter, right? You right. you have to believe in it more. Ah, so true. So you found yourself having to do a little encouragement, having to do a little a little therapy probably with these folks, right? That's what yeah. I do. <laughs> in a lot of my writing classes, I teach a class called Finding Your Voice. I teach it through writingworkshops.com. And yep. um, it's like my signature course. And people come and they're like, this feels like therapy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, it is a writing class, but like, that's how people end up feeling. And um, because it's such a transformation to believe in yourself when nobody else has in this realm. And so um, you have to sort of just retrain yourself, like get to know yourself anew. And so um, a lot happens in that class. I'll bet it. Oh, you see, this is what I, I love teaching those classes. That's why I teach a class called fearless writing. We just sit there and it's really a self-help class disguised as a writing class but it's okay because you need it but i one thing writing has taught me i don't know if you've ever noticed this but it taught me that the world always agrees with you and so if i think my story is worth reading people will read it if i have any doubts about it they will ref it's always reflected back at me it's always reflected back at me it, so the world always agrees with me yes. what do you think do you agree oh, do you agree i agree i agree no, <laughs> It's like, it's an energy thing. So yeah. the energy you put out there, and this might sound woo-woo to some people, but uh -huh. the energy you put out there is what you generate back to you. And so, you know, yeah, it's absolutely like when I, whenever I'm like anxious or I, I, I don't like a client, I'm like, oh yeah, they're going to fire me because I don't like them, you know? And, you know, it doesn't happen often, but you have to be really clear about your energy and what, and what you're putting out. So I totally agree with that. Ah, good. I love being agreed with. It's, it's okay. All right. So you had a job as a, you, you have, so you have a career in marketing. You're not afraid of it. 
I teach another class called fearless marketing because most writers hate it. And so uh, I was, I assume a it's helped you as an author. Yeah. It's got to, you don't mind that part or do you find it harder marketing your own stuff? Maybe it's a little trickier. No, no, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just that I, I always teach this and I have to remind myself that my writing time and my marketing time have to be different chunks of time. I can't do them in the same space because it's different energy. Yeah. And, you know, if I want to be creative, then I need to really choose, you know, keep that space sacred and then make a clear delineation before I start jumping into all the planning of events and, you know, whatever I'm doing. So, yeah, I mean, I made a deliberate uh, decision when I created my author brand over the past few years that I was going to focus on creating stories, emotional stories with compelling Jewish characters. So Jewish identity is factoring into all my stories. The next book's not orthodox, but there's still, that's a concept that's important right. to me and I want to put it into books. And um, I also decided that I wanted to, I mean, of course I use social media. Of course I have, I have a weekly sub stack. I have a monthly newsletter. I use all the tools, but I really believe that um, when you can meet face-to-face -face with people, they're going to buy your book because they yeah. get to know you. And so for me, the focus is on, you know, events, where can I speak and how can I engage with people? And so that's a lot of pounding the pavement and really um, getting people to take my calls and seeing where they want to book me. And, um, and then it's very successful, but it, you know, you, ha you get in what you put, you get out what you put in. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to visit my son. He's studying in Hawaii uh, for a month. And so of course I have to visit, you know. So. Of course you're a good mom. So I'm like, well, <laughs> let's see if I can get a book talk. Well, I now have four different talks. What? Yes, in Honolulu. And so, man, I, I I need to get some of your juju. I love public speaking, but I don't tend to, I, people come to me yeah. less frequently than I would like, but they do. Right, but you know, I, right. but I'm not so good at figuring out how to sort of book it myself. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I, yeah. Can you do synagogues? I would think that would be a thing yeah. you could do. Yeah, so I, I focus on universities and Jewish communities. Also book clubs. Book clubs are really great to talk yeah. to. But, um, so I have one at the University of Hawaii, Manoa. I have one at a synagogue. And then the Jewish Community Relations Board does this like leadership event for the wider community. Right. They're having me talk there. So like diff different things like that. So, um, you know, I, I just think that the more you can engage with people, the more you oh. build your author brand, your audience, you, you build relationships, the whole marketing thing. I every time I'm in front of a group of people, I go, ah, more of that. Somehow get me some more of that. Okay. So whenever I work with writers, I always help them. What their main, the main fear most of them have is that what other people think of their stuff is more important than what they think of it. And that seems to be the root cause of most fear. And so I wrote a book about it. Anyway, yeah. so when, when you work with people around marketing, uh -huh. what is the thing you run into the most that is hanging people up? The overwhelm. You know, they're just yeah. always like, well, there's so much, so I don't know where to start. So I'm just not going to start. So what do you say to them about the, over like, how do you help them deal with the overwhelm? That makes, that's so, often what I run into also. Yeah. So what I say is you don't have to do any of this and you can do all of it. Oh, I like and So, you know, like, let's look at everything. Let's just learn about all the channels, all the possibilities. So we have the information. And then the way you decide is you choose one thing you're going to do. Eventually you'll add in more when it gets easy and you can multitask, but you'll start with one and which one would be fun for you. Like, oh, how could you write yes. into like fun. So a lot of people don't think that marketing could be fun. So when I start having a conversation that way, like, you know, what, what would you like to play with the most? And so I had this one writer who was so, so afraid of the marketing and 
she doesn't like social media at all. And she said, um, I'm only on LinkedIn and that's the one I'm comfortable with. And I said, okay, great. So, you know, use it. I mean, that's not what I would recommend for, for a novelist, but right. if she's there and it's comfortable and it could be fun for her. So I have to tell you, her posts are amazing. Yeah. And she gets a lot of engagement and um, that's her, her comfort zone right now. And so she's building confidence. She's building connections. And then when she takes on another marketing channel, she'll, she'll feel better about it. So yeah, what could be fun? Make it I, I agree 100 percent and I and I oh God it's it, it, uh, amen because the uh you know it's sort of like there's not one way to write a book and there isn't one right. way to market you know you've got to you if you don't enjoy I also have a firm belief that you will not do anything well if you're not having fun you, right. you just you'll never be better than when you're having fun like you should be having fun when you write in some it doesn't have to be like yeah. Yeah. party fun but it should right. be enjoyable right yeah 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 absolutely I mean why do this if it's just painful? You know, it ain't for the money. Is, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like people just say, well, I'm not going to do the marketing. I, I met this woman. She's amazing. She's a really bright woman. She's like in her 80s. And she's written some academic books. And she has two novels. And she's like, I'm trying to get the third one out there. But nobody's taking me on because I don't have a platform. And she's like, but I'm 80, whatever. So I'm never going to have a platform. And I'm like, well, okay. But they're probably not going to publish your book. You know, and so just like it's a choice. And so you just, yeah. just realize that like there's a consequence to every choice. And if you dig in your heels and you say, I'm not going to do the marketing, somebody else has to do it for me, I would say two things. I would say, nobody's going to love your book more than you. So they're not even going to do as good a job as you will. And, and you might not get anywhere. You just might not, you know, if you can live with that, dig in your heels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dig in your heels, people. Look, at, we're always learning. You got to learn about that too. You know, I, marketing is really just um, finding another way to talk about this thing you love, you know, because hopefully you love the story, right? Yes. It's talking about what you love, but also it's building relationships. So like I spoke at a book club last week and it was, I don't know, 20 some women. And um, I knew some of them actually. It was a, a friend of mine who was part of it. And she's like, oh, we want to come. So of course they all bought books, which was great. And then the conversation went on for hours and it was oh. like, it was so cool just sitting with all these women and chatting with them. And it went in a lot of directions. And, you know, now I feel like I know a, a lot of them better and some that I never met before. And so that will hopefully follow me as I keep building my, my author, you know, library. So buy yeah. more books. I hope that all of them are going to be like, well, I liked women of valor. Let me give this a try, you know, and I, right. I met Lynn and she's like, approachable so yeah i want to support her so i think it's about i always teach in marketing that there's mutual benefit and higher purpose to it so there has to be more than just i want to make a book it has to be like i want to do something in the world i want to connect with people and then it's about the relationships so like i do care if people have a good experience with my book and i i want it to be a two-way street and so um when you have that that sincerity i think it goes a long way oh it goes a long, long way. Why are we here? Why are we here? Why are we here? If not to connect, to enjoy ourselves, spread what we love. Come on. Why are we here? Yeah. What it's about. All right. Lynn, you're all right. The book <laughs> is Woman of Valor. Lynn Galadner. We're all fine books to sell, but I'm not done with you. Oh, but people, of course, if people want you to zoom into their book group, because maybe they don't live in Michigan or wherever, yes. or Hawaii, I assume you're available for such things. Of 
course I am. I would love it. And my website is lynngalodner.com and they can, there's an events page. They can contact me and I will make it happen. It'll be really fun. Of course you will. Of course you will. And she will be great. You know it. You know it. Okay. But I'm not done with you yet. I okay. am not done. I got one more question. I want you to think about all the writing you've done all the way back to the little stories you wrote in your journal when you were 10. If this writing has taught you anything about just being human, it's taught you what? Wow, that's a really good question, Bill. Um, I think that it's taught me that um, it's not as easy as we think it is. Like we make such snap judgments and um, and assumptions about people and circumstances and such situations. And it's just deeper than that. It's just, there's there's more sides to it. So I write to figure out what I think about things and to make sense of the world around me and to connect. But I, I often don't know what I think about something until I've written. And so I think that it's taught me to um, take time to sort of process and and let you know everything seep in and not to respond rashly. It's just it's been um it's been a tool to bet to get to know myself better too. I agree. I agree. Lynn, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks, Bill. It's been such a great conversation. Yeah, you know, here a lot of writers uh, express what she did, which is that you write to understand what you know. You don't really know what you know until you've written it. It's interesting, isn't it? Kind of mysterious, but there's some truth to it. At some point, I'm going to figure out why that is, and maybe I'll do a podcast about it. But until then, I want to thank my friend R.J. Jeffries. Thank you. And all of you out there, thanks for listening. Until next time, until we meet again. Go find something you love to do and do it.